Welcome to the Democracy Group, a network of podcasts about democracy, civic engagement, and civil discourse. We have a special episode to share with you. Today, we are releasing an episode created by one of our Fall 2024 Gen Z Fellows who went through the Democracy Group Podcast Fellowship. If you'd like to hear more of their podcast, search the name in your podcast app or follow the links in the episode description. Our next fellowship applications open January 16th at the democracygroup.org slash fellowship. If you know any college or high school students who are passionate about democracy and have been thinking about launching a podcast, have them head over to democracygroup.org slash fellowship and turn in an application. Again, that's democracygroup.org slash fellowship. Okay, let's get to the episode. Afakasi Podcast, y'all. My name is KJ Mawong, and today I'm met by these two. Hello. Hey. Today, me and these two strangers are going to be talking about the right to privacy and the implications of what has been happening recently in the Supreme Court. So, who here knows about Roe v. Wade? I raised my hand. Yes. Feel like we're in a Zoom call or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what do you know about Roe v. Wade? What do I know about Roe v. Wade? Well, I know it has to do with like, abortion rights and women's rights, and there's like a lot of history with that case and the fact that it was overturned in 2022. Right? Was it 2022? Mm-hmm. The fact that that happened was crazy and it it sparked a lot of responses and like different reactions from a lot of different people. So I just know it was monumental. All right. Sure. Do you guys know which case replaced the precedent set by Roe v. Wade? Jackson versus Dobbs. So basically, for those who do not know or just have not done the research, Roe v. Wade had to deal with uh, the right for a person to have abortion uh, under a certain circumstance. But in a greater sense, it literally did involve the right to a woman's body and autonomy relating back to the uh, feminism and women's rights. Uh, In another way, it also dealt with uh, personal rights and like the right to do with your body what you want. Which leads to the topic of today. So, from Roe v. Wade, one of the, a couple of the Supreme Court justices began piecing together a theory based on a couple hints and pieces taken from the Constitution, uh, namely the, I believe the Third Amendment and the Fourteenth, most specifically, and maybe the Fifth as well, but I would have to go double check that. The, Amendments basically created a thing called a penumbra or a numbra. Uh, I say the P because it's P-N-U-E-M-B-R-A. And it's basically known as the shadow of the law. The shadow of the law is basically this not like completely codified or some like 
written down version of like, yeah, well, this is that. It's more like an assumption based on a lot of years of people agreeing with it and having general consensus. Um, that is like basically a respect for the status quo, aka sorry, decisis, also known as precedence. Um, all the Supreme Court justices that uh, were instrumental in the Dobbs decision and its justifications as well were uh, also justices that did swore that they would follow, like they swore under oath in congressional hearings that they would follow precedents with Roe v. Wade. Mm. Um, so yeah, very interesting stuff. The Supreme Court uh, also has been under fire for judicial overreach and judicial act over activism. So let me break that down for you. Uh, basically, the court goes through eras of doing stuff and not doing stuff. When they do stuff, they're known as an activist court or an active court. They're very much so trying to change how we interpret the Constitution and therefore how we implement it through our laws. Um, one good example was the court through the Lyndon B. Johnson administration was very much so uh, very instrumental in making sure that the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was followed throughout even like Republican presidents and like racist presidents like who tried to shut down uh, various parts of it. But basically, the courts do also follow a non-active role. And when they are not active is usually when, I'm not going to lie, stuff slides. Mm -hmm. Dred Scott decision was the reason. Oh, sorry. Dred Scott decision. So there was a slave who went up north and he, as he went up north, according to the law, you are free. So the master like took him back down and he like said to his master, yo, like I did the thing that allows you to be free. Let me be free. Let's follow the law. Master was like, no, you're not a human. And so the court basically said, yes, all humans are guaranteed a basic human right. But they basically said that, no, they actually said this in real verbatim words. They said that slaves, as they are chattel, they are property, not, uh, not humans and therefore not inclusive to be privy to those rights. So, yeah, that was very much so a simultaneous court active and a non-active court. Um, but it's still very much so their lack of action caused a uh, justification for the slave codes. And those were bad. That basically is like the type of slavery that we are taught about in the history books was realistically after the Nat Turner Rebellion looked that up. And uh, the Dred Scott decision, a lot of a lot happened in like the early 1800s that uh, really did worsen the condition for uh, uh, African captives who were taken and sold in America. Mm. So let's jump back to today. Precedents basically said after a long time bickering, there was basically an agreement amongst the American people that if. Basically, all right, a woman being a human deserves the same uh, autonomy rights that any human should have. And that comes from the 14th Amendment. The Third Amendment is you cannot quarter troops in your house without your permission, which is an overreach of the federal government, yes, and a protection from that. But it is also just overreach into your stuff in general. That is the penumbra, uh, the number, the numbra of the law. And that is what is being discussed here today. The Dobbs decision struck down more than just a woman's right to an abortion. It also directly challenged the idea 
of basically the 14th Amendment side of it. And that's bad because the 14th Amendment has been under fire for a lot and for a long time. A lot of conservative courts have been stripping away from both the Voting Rights Act and from the 14th Amendment in terms of narrowing its definition and in terms of uh, uh, cutting out certain parts of the Voting Rights Act as unconstitutional. So here we are today to talk about the rights of privacy. What do you guys think it is? What do you think it should be? What do you think some problems and complications of that could be in having and not having it? Obviously, I'm thinking of 1984, China police state, but like on one side, but I want you guys to get creative. What do you guys think about the situation? Well, when I think of the right to privacy, I think of like my personal space, my personal items. It's just the first thing that comes to mind. Like if an officer knocks on your door and it's, hey, why are you here? He's, can I come in and search? And like, you know, they have to present that warrant in order to be able to come in there. So that's just immediately what I think of when I think of privacy. An overreach of the government into your life. Fact, the government needs to ask permission from itself, which is, well, at least in theory, a government ran by the citizens. As they are also citizens, they must ask the permission of the citizens to punish them. That is the general theory of the right to privacy. And how it really does reach into federal overreach, states' rights, and just about everything else. So, at the same time, we're also looking at an era where companies are reaching more and more into our lives, uh, our personal data, not just financial stuff, your medical data, your search history, the things you've said online, the things you've typed online, your opinions and who you are gets factored into an algorithm that then feeds to the highest bidder. That is Google, Amazon, whatever you want to say, TikTok, ByteDance, the uh, PRC, Meta, uh, Meta, Mark Zuckerberg himself is probably reading your emails. Oh, just Gmail. Yeah, I'm sorry, but <laughs> but the problem with the right to privacy is that not having privacy does make it more efficient to pass information around because it is information. The right to be able to disseminate it at your willingness is being literally questioned by technology. The internet alone has made the the dirtiest and smallest and like most shriveled up skeletons come out to life in ways we've never seen before. Governments are being checked in ways we've never seen before. The democratization of information dissemination, a lot of big vocab words, basically uh, we all we all have the ability to like we all have the ability to see into each other's lives with or without each other's permission. Like, have you ever doxed a person? You ever been doxed? You ever been exposed? You ever been canceled? Yeah. In some way, you can contribute that to a violation of your right to privacy. Mm. That's where stuff gets murky. So, what do you think about that? Mm. Uh, other stranger. <laughs> Not uh, not much coming from that corner. You you uh, I thought you more opinionated than that. No, I am. I'm just carefully crafting my responses. Oh come on! What's the worst that could No, I think I think that a right to privacy is definitely essential. I agree with you that there's a lot of murkiness as to where that line is, and 
where or where not the government should then come in and interfere. Um, I think that privacy is also about what the government is allowed to know about you and not just like see what you do, but like things like medical records. Uh, I mean, that's where abortion comes in, right? Does the government have the right to know that you are pregnant to begin with? Exactly. Um, I w- oh, yeah. So the government, basically any public hospital or really hospital in general, they do have a record on, you know, things that happen to you. They have to know that. Right. Mm-hmm. But what they can also find out is skeletons in your closet that might just happen to be illegal. Like you have scars coming, uh, coming down your vaginal tissue. That is, or I think your cervical tissue, there it is. Uh, those scars a, are a just red light of uh, abortion technique. Mm-hmm. And so that's not me- uh, that's not me- medical. This is like an older technique. The, the ones where you can get a shot now, basically like you're done. Yeah. But so yeah, technology. Um, yeah, technology has really shaken up the game. Uh, just to reiterate that. And the same medical history that can keep you from getting a heart attack from taking the wrong medication can also give away, like, parts about you. What if you're a recovering drug addict or if you actually beat those demons, but you will then be denied certain things just because of a pre uh, presupposition based on your past history? Yeah. So, where do you draw the line? Now, I'm not going to take away you were speaking. Yeah, so I think this is where that line is. I think that medical records is definitely within that line and should be. Um, I do not believe that the government has the right to know your medical records. Yeah, it should not have that right, and it should and it and it should ask. Yeah, ask for the consent of the governed. Right. Exactly. Federal overreach has been a big problem for the Supreme Court for a long time. Literally some of the first cases, Marbury versus Madison, the other one versus New York, uh, something versus Marbury, Marbury, Madison, something versus New York, basically something with clamors in the Hudson Bay River. It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. All these Supreme Court cases, usually context is really weird. Like the right to refuse service based on your gender or the the right that or the right to get service regardless of your gender identity sexual identity that was played up in 2016 ish around the late obama era where that cake oh yeah it was a cake guy guy was making cake 2018 yeah guy was just making a wedding cake yeah oh that was trump era whoa that oh that's crazy masterpiece cake yeah Uh, okay i was 20 that's such a new dynamic into it usually the freedom uh, the freedom of privacy, the freedom of speech, and the freedom of practicing religion. Oh yeah, don't forget the practice to the freedom to practice your religion as you see fit. Uh, is also in the right to privacy, because you like whether you choose to eat pork or not, whether you choose to like do this or that on a Sunday or not, whether or not you do, whether or not you like go to a different country just to get closer to your faith mm-hmm. like that shouldn't be should that really be something that should be watched by your government like that's your business yeah but at what line does that then get checked by the patriot act mm. 
because uh yeah the government uh does like pick favorites when it comes to races especially when it comes to prioritizing who is or is who is or isn't a terrorist yeah yeah so that's what i mean freedom of movement freedom of privacy freedom of practice religion everything gets tossed up here but it's the it's the numbra of the law it is not explicitly stated in the constitution which is kind of the crux of what you guys back home can do one get educated on this do not make a decision before it's something as serious as what i'm about to tell you like without some consideration and understanding of the risk um basically you can ask for a constitutional amendment that grants a right to privacy and then the bounds of that will then be argued for like ever yeah like that also will get argued for free speech, practice of religion, right to protest, right of assembly. And I believe another numbra of the law, which is, I think, under right, uh, life, liberty and pursuit of happiness is the freedom of movement. Um, yeah. So if the government like holds you somewhere, like house arrest or something like that, or like they take you somewhere like Guantanamo Bay without your permission, um, that is a restriction of your ability to do the things that make you free like vote the government is withholding you from the, those capacities or are they protecting their country like th- there are like there are big 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 questions so then how do you differentiate house arrest and jail the 14th amendment does give a disclaimer for prison ah okay 13th too no i think it is the 13th that says like slavery is illegal in the United States, except for like prison, mm. like they they explicitly put that in there. I don't know who put it's that important. in. It is. They said it blatantly, except prison. So then, all right, are you going to make a new constitutional amendment that changed the fourteenth? Like or no, the fourteenth? I, like, I wouldn't yeah, touch. The, so. I would not it's, touch the fourteenth amendment. Yeah, there's okay constitutional amendments out maybe out of the window for like the time being. Let's look at option two, which is much more rational and like technically feasible. Sorry, feasible, but I don't, uh, it's going to be rough. Basically, you've got to bring the precedent back in. Like you're going to have to codify a law that is not a constitutional amendment, but is literally just a law of the land that, uh, does explicitly say this is what the right to privacy is. But here's the thing. A law can get struck down or can be called unconstitutional or it can just be not followed. Yeah. Reconstruction. Anyone remember? Yeah. It wasn't just carpetbaggers. It was literally just like, oh, what was the deal of like 1838 or uh, 1874? So basically there was this guy named Grover Cleveland, right? Um, Basically, it was either him or like someone around that area. No, it was Taft. Uh, it was one of the chubby guys, but like, he was a chubster, but, uh, basically they signed a deal with the devil, AKA the Dixiecrats, some Southern Democrats who actually were in like the Confederacy and got voted back in their States because of a very lenient, uh, like loyalty test, blah, 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 that Lincoln did. Uh, Lincoln wanted a very quick reuniting of the Americas, but it also like brought Dixiecrats and literal Confederates into power. Yeah. Like, I don't think Jefferson Davis did, but like his vice president became a senator or something. Yeah. 
Mm. Vice president of the Confederacy, like, you know, like rebellion, civil war. Yeah. Treason. Treason. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the right to privacy has a very complicated history and it is constantly fluctuating on what it looks like and how we implement it. Sure, we can change the laws, yes, but they are a patchwork of laws that hold this numbra together. And the patchwork just got cut in half because of Roe v. Wade. Well, Dobbs. You could hypothetically just vote for your senators and a good president and basically ensure that your interests do get carried on way after you're dead and not a voter. Because I'm telling you this, vote for your county official, vote for your congressman, vote for your senator, and vote for your president. Yeah, sure, those will change laws and might even bring change. You want to maintain that change? You want to protect your government programs or protect your rights, whichever side of the aisle you're on, I don't care. Uh, Vote. And vote educated. Like, when you come into this, when you come into the voting booth, don't pick the side that your family chooses. Don't just put one side of the aisle on just because you don't want to research all the names and what they believe in. There's voting packets. There's literal packets that are handed out to people at the polling stations. Grab one. They're literally supposed to be made so that people with little, like, low tolerance in terms of, like, stimulation minds, like, yeah, I'm looking at you, all of y'all TikTok kids. Like, really, you got to have two screens on, one of them G- being a GTA parkour video and the other one is just being, like, a meme. And you need subtitles in, like, Some impact sectors. font. Mm-hmm. And you need it in an AI voice with background music. Yeah. That's crazy. Just read the booklet. You will find out things and your decision will matter that much more because you are educated, because you have made a solid difference. If you don't vote, you do nothing and America will perish. America is a living, breathing thing. It is a living, breathing document, living, breathing creed. If you do, you cannot just maintain it simply. We are in a changing world that is growing despite whether or not we grow. America is like a plant. You grow or you die. Mm. There is many things that America needs to come together with right now in terms of soul searching and just making a decision on something. I understand that some of these decisions can't be met now, and I respect that. But seriously, America, you got to get your act together. Do any of you guys have something to say? I mean, I back it up. Yeah, like go register, go vote, go read. Read about your senators because they're the people who nominate your Supreme Court judges. Yeah, and the president is the one who actually brings them up. Yeah, it goes through the president, then through the Senate, and then they get voted in through, uh, then into the Supreme Court where they stay for the rest of their lives. We do have retirees, but they retire at like 90. Yeah. So like, you better know about your Supreme Court justice because uh, if you don't remember anything about Amy Comet, Amy Comet, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Amy Barrett, I don't know, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, yeah, you guys literally miss, mistyped out, like, you misspoke when you said she's a Rhodes Scholar, no, she's from Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee, and no, no, no diss on, like, Rhodes College, like, you guys do bring out Rhodes Scholars, 
But Rhodes Scholars go to Oxford. They go to Cambridge. Yeah. Mm, you should read up on your people. Oh. The media likes framing things that makes them look good and pushes their personal interests as well. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that either. You should also look at your statewide representatives, your statewide senators, the people that are on your state Supreme Court, mm-hmm. the referendums that are on your ballot, yeah. the things yeah. that you can directly vote on. In that cycle and change in that year. The things that happen, the states have immense power that like people just don't talk about. Your this state, is, your county has like insane. So many states have enshrined into their constitutions rights to privacy like Alaska. And so they have the right to abortion protected. Well, obviously, Alaska we, has a right to privacy. There ain't nobody there. But we can also look like very recently, like Ohio just solidified the right to abortion. Oh, yeah. And... Oh, that was earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what a month ago. Um, and so the, there are things that you can do literally right now. You can call all of your state senators, all of your state representatives. You can call your governors and your district attorneys and send them emails, send them messages and let them know that you want a right to privacy. Let them know that you want the right to an abortion. And that it's not in the government's place to know whether or not you're pregnant, to know your medical history, to know whether or not you've had a medical procedure done on you. And those things, you can vote on them and you can get them enshrined into state constitutions, even if federally there may be no strict guidance. And don't forget, guys. You don't have to agree with anything that is said up by this podcast. The only thing that I and hopefully all of us can agree on, and hopefully you too, is that you get educated and that whatever decision you make, you're not only understanding what you're doing, but also understand what you are doing for others. The consequences and implications of your decisions matter. You do not live on an island. No man, no woman, no nobody. We exist because of outside stimuli and we react our reactions are outside stimuli which others will then reciprocate do not forget about the consequences of your actions now what about you what about you have a very particular perspective and i want to hear it Hmm. well i think yeah i like what you said before about america being like a plant and i think voting and like researching the people you're voting for potentially can be like the same thing like every part of the plant is important every single system every single way you look at it and isolate it there's just no part about it that doesn't support its life and support its well-being voting is kind of like one of those roots one of those many roots in the pot or in the ground like it's just another thing that will help that plant America, the plant, just grow and thrive and prosper. So I definitely know that after this conversation, after this episode, I'm going to go do more research. I'm going to make sure I'm registered every year, set the alarms, put the dates on my calendar because they all matter. They're all important, especially those local elections too. Like Mm -hmm. do what you can when you can. You know what I mean? If you know that you're free, if you know that you're busy, 
make time. Get out there. Go vote. And for some of you plucky fellows or fellas or whoever who want to be more active, make a podcast. Why not? Mm. Get active with whichever party you're affiliated with or make your own. Make a third party. Holy cow, make a coalition government. Like, please, we live in a bipartisan system. It literally doesn't have to be, which makes should also make you ask, why is it so hard to make a third successful independent party different from the others? But that's a different episode. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for the both of you for coming in here. Just to prove that these are not just voices in my head. Can you guys like actually like confirm that? Can we? Maybe we are just voices. Okay. But as these voices are still strangers, they have the right to be. And so should you. Or not. But well, either way, you should better be educated. Because me and others will question it. And we do seek the truth. Now, shout out to the Democracy Group for making this possible. And thank you for all the listeners for making this possible. Thank you for letting us yap. Or at least letting me yap. I don't know about you guys. I'm chilling. <laughs> this has been the Afakasi Podcast, y'all. And we'll see you the next time. Thank you.